The Edmonton Oilers are off now until Saturday. Uh, <laughs> here's hoping, because they were supposed to play, uh, what, Monday night? And then that uh, postponed again. It just seems like it's constant postponing, all, all obviously because of uh, the COVID situation, both with uh, our team and with others. So, and there's also have been uh, limits on the number of people who could be in Rogers Place because of provincial regulations. There's a lot of questions to just try and figure out around the orders right now. So we thought we'd uh, take a few moments and have a chat with Tim Chipton, who's the Senior Vice President of Corporate Communications with the Orders Entertainment Group, and he's joining us here on 630 Chad Mornings. Hey, Tim, how are you? Daryl, I'm I'm well. How about yourself? I'm okay. I, I figure your head has been swimming a little bit in the last little while, huh? <laughs> that it has. That it has. And for the whole organization, uh, I, I guess, give me an idea of what we can expect. So th- there is supposed to be a game on Saturday, right? <laughs> that's what that's what we know at this point. There's supposed to be. That that's what we know as of today. Yeah, there, so, there is a game. We're playing uh, Ottawa. Uh, on Saturday night, correct. And so how many people will be able to go and watch that? Yeah. Well, again, as you know, it's been an incredibly fluid situation, uh, obviously, with throughout the pandemic, you know, playing games in front of no fans, playing games in a bubble. Uh, was was fortunate to start the season with fans, and, of course, with this latest uh, wave of Omicron, uh, the uh, government has brought in attendance restrictions. So where we're at today, uh, we're allowed to host uh, 50% capacity at Rogers Place, and we've got very limited food and beverage, so so no food and beverage right now in the bowl. Um, we are allowed some some food and beverage in uh, restaurants uh, within the building, such as Studio 99, uh, Molson Canadian Hockey House, and a few other locations. So it's uh, we're we're back to some uh, unusual operating conditions for sure. And how has it been working with figuring out who uh, whose tickets get honored? I guess. <laughs> Like, yeah. that, that must have been just a, just a nightmare to try and figure that out. What did you guys come up with for, for a strategy to, to figure out yeah. who can come? Yeah, that's, uh, it, it has been a very challenging situation uh, to work through. So, so we've actually, I would say we've taken a, a, not a conventional approach, and, and really this has come from the advice talking to other Canadian teams. Of course, we've seen uh, significant attendance restrictions in, in Ontario and Quebec and other jurisdictions. So the advice that, that they gave to us, and we've been following it, is really uh, you got to take one game at a time. Uh, because as we've seen, and, and most recently, of course, with the Ottawa game, we had full expectation right up until Sunday. I was down at the rink on Sunday uh, when we got word from the NHL that the game um, due to obviously our COVID situation um, and attendance restrictions was going to be rescheduled from Monday to Saturday. So really what we're doing is kind of triaging it game by game. So right now, uh, dealing with the game on January 15th, um, we, we are confident that that game is going to go ahead. Uh, been communicating uh, with customers almost down to uh, one-on-one communication. And so right now we're assigning tickets and when we do, uh, you know, reach that capacity, what we can do, Daryl, uh, is give our customers uh, other options for other games. So really uh, complicated, uh, but really it's the only way right now while we have these attendance restrictions. So in essence, with 50% attendance, you know, if, if you're a season seat holder, uh, you can go to every other game. Now, giving uh, customers the options of which games to go to is, is not easy as well because people, you know, have their favorites on the schedule that, that they, they want to go to. So it's really been um, 
uh, just a game by game, a customer by customer approach. And I know Morley wants to jump in on this, but before I let him in, <laughs> because I got you on that. So you, you can go online and you can see that there are ticket resales, just like there always are. They're verified tickets, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. How do we know, like, like oh, what do you have for a, a sort of a buyer beware kind of a situation to know whether those tickets are actually good for a game and that that's part of the 50%? Uh, like, what advice do you have for, for people who want to go to a game? I mean, the advice right now, obviously, um, so there's two things I would say. One, uh, as you know, um, everything nowadays <laughs> pivots around Alberta health and, and dealing uh, with the government. We've got a, a, a degree of confidence uh, given uh, where the variant is at. And also given the fact that, you know, we have a strong track record of operating uh, Rogers Place in a safe manner, that we can, we can find a pathway to getting back to full attendance. And we think, you know, that can happen sooner rather than later, which is why we're taking that single game approach that we feel uh, relatively confident that at some point in January, we can be back to, to full attendance. In the meantime, as I said, we're, we're going game by game. And so the message to customers right now, unfortunately, is, as you look ahead, um, really we're going to be communicating kind of on that game by game process. Uh, and, and, uh, and if anybody obviously has questions, um, they can they can uh, call um, or email our organization, and we've got a tremendous ticketing team that's been under a lot of pressure these days. But uh, they will get back to get back to you. Okay, I, I know Morley wants to jump in on this. Go ahead, Morley. Hey, Tim. Uh, I think it's eight games total, both home and away, that have been postponed so far. Uh, what can you tell us about the process of rescheduling those games and where they're at? And how much of a headache is that when you're dealing with so many variable factors, you know, for both the home games and the road games? Maybe, yeah, you're absolutely right. It is eight games. It started with uh, those uh, that little two-game road trip uh, to Southern California, LA, and Anaheim, and, and it's been eight games. And so, really, it's it's a balance here, right? Obviously, we want to play uh, games in front of uh, uh, full buildings. We want our fans in. It's it's no fun, first of all, empty buildings. I can tell you that. I've seen that. And even 50% attendance, uh, you know, it just means some fans who want to go can attend so we've been balancing that out trying to stretch it out just giving time again for this this variant to work its way out but the flip side of course is the team as well uh, no nhl team wants to be you know sitting around for a couple of weeks and not playing hockey in particular at a time of year when when they're supposed to be uh, you know a game almost every other day so it's been a challenge no doubt the plan right now of course with uh, with the olympic uh, break uh, um, on the on the schedule obviously not not going to be happening this year that we're going to be making up a significant number of those games during the olympic break i've had calls with the league of course it's a puzzle board trying to make it work for for all franchises and we expect a revised schedule here uh, in the near future it's it's good that we have the olympic break obviously bad that you know a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of our players a lot of nhlers wanted to go to the olympics but fortunately that's not going to happen but we will be able to make up those games and right now morley uh it it does look like uh, a full uh 82 game season not a not a compressed or a condensed season so there'll be the the silver lining to all of it i guess guys is we're going to have a, a heck of a lot of games uh, this back half of the season, and we're going to have a heck of a lot of home games as well, in, in particular in January and February. You're in the stretch right now. I think you're playing one game in 14 days, and that would be Saturday against Ottawa. Is there any chance that they're going to be able to put any games 
into that into the break that you have between now and when you get going again on the 20th it's uh listen i never say never on anything in COVID. as you know when you make make bold predictions typically they they, they blow up in your face but uh, um i don't think so i think the plan right now uh is for us to uh to play that game uh, on saturday versus ottawa and then our next game uh, at home on the 20th i guess another silver lining guys we've had uh, just in this last stretch and 19 players and three coaches go into COVID protocols. So um, just looking at where everybody at is at in the in the protocol cycle, we should have a near to full roster uh, moving forward uh, for that game on Saturday. And then moving forward as well, the NHL protocol post um, um, testing positive for COVID is you got a 90-day window where, where you're not testing. So we should have a good run. Uh, a stretch there where we've got at least players not entering that COVID protocol for, for a period of time and, and a full roster, which is what we've wanted. We haven't had that much this season uh, with injuries and, and COVID. And yeah. you got about eight guys who haven't got us. So you got to wrap them in bubble wrap, I guess, for the rest of the season now. Exactly. That is the plan. We're going to, we're going to make sure those guys uh, stay safe and sound. <laughs> uh, you also have the oil Kings to deal with because also have been off because of COVID. So there's also scheduling issues with having the oil Kings uh, sharing Rogers place with, uh, with the orders as well too. Right. Right. Tim. Oh yeah. Yes, there is. There is. And, and uh, our oil Kings as well have gone through uh, and really it's, it's almost every franchise uh, it seems these days and, and everywhere in society uh, just, uh, going through their own COVID situation. So the Oil Kings, same thing. Uh, the WHL has postponed some games, and so they're back. Actually, it's it's going to be kind of a an exciting day at Rogers Place on Saturdays. We've got a, a double header: uh, Oil Kings in the afternoon, and then uh, the Oilers uh, at home and on Hockey Night in Canada with the late game. So again, anybody uh, wanting their their uh, their fill of hockey, uh, you can you can do the double header Saturday. Yeah, but once again, what day should you be checking if you're trying to buy tickets uh, as you're coming up? Like you said, you're taking it one game at a time. So if you're trying to yeah, buy, yeah, we're some trying of them- to communicate. We're trying to communicate, uh, uh, and now as as we've got some schedule certainty, Daryl. Like again, it was just really from uh, you know from December those games uh, that were postponed, and then we went through the the World Juniors, uh, um, you know, uh, significant challenge there. So. We kind of, you know, we feel like we're getting some stability. We're trying to communicate at least 48 hours out. So I said, you know, game by game. We know people, especially uh, fans coming from out of town, they need some time to plan. So about 48 hours out, we'll communicate. And then as we get schedule certainty, if we can, we're going to communicate out as to uh, which tickets are valid uh, for which game. So And, and will you know that by going to the website to try and buy tickets if somebody's sort of reselling yeah, one? Exactly, and and I would just advise people if uh, if they want to use the resale market, they should they should go to edmontonoilers.com. That is the uh, the safest place to get uh, verified, validated tickets for sure. All right. Wow. Well, my head swims as well for you. <laughs> I gotta yeah. tell you, <laughs> this, you'll be looking forward to when this is all done, as we all will. Uh, Tim Shifton, thanks so much for your time this morning. Appreciate it. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, boys. Thanks a lot.
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.